All right. Well, this is just your weekly reminder that we post every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for the full visuals. Go follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Nothing But Controversy on Twitter at NB Controversy and go to nothingbutcontroversy.com slash shop to buy our premium merch. DM one of us if you would like a premium NBC trucker hat. Everything's and, premium uh, with Matt, eh? Everything's yeah. premium yeah, with yeah, NBC, bro. Everything is premium with NBC. With that being said, let's go to episode 48. This is nothing but controversy. Four guys on a podcast and we're talking about sports. Four guys on a podcast and we're talking about sports. Nothing but controversy with Matt Dawson, Cam, and Shane. What's up, guys? Hey. 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 And uh, welcome to episode 48 of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. Uh, yeah, we're just going to get it out of the way now. The Saints lost to the Eagles. That they did. Unfortunately. They kind of got the brake speed off them, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not going to blame anyone. But, uh, but the Saints, I mean, they just, they've been brutal with injuries. And they just don't, they don't understand how to play football right now. It's just terrible. It's, it's, it's hard to watch. It's hard being a Saints fan. And the worst part is I have to wear this hat. I'm not even mad because I actually like the Eagles logo. It's just the fact that Cam looks a thousand times better in this hat than I do. So it's just bringing shame to me even more. It's ridiculous. But yeah, uh, we're officially 79 days away from the Super Bowl. So that's, that's something. Uh, but yeah, let's go into the schedule. We're going to go into our question of the week. Our bowl prediction of the week and the game of the week. You know, the top three that we always do. Then we're bringing back one of everyone's favorite segments, Crazy Rates. Mm-hmm. And then we're going into Think Fast. Then a nice freaking top five. And then our lock of the week in terms of betting. So with that being said, Dawson, that hoodie is fantastic. Let's go into the question of the week. All right, so since it's uh, week 12 and it's Thanksgiving in the States, our question of the week is, what are you thankful for? All right, take that as you, uh, take that as you want. But uh, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for Shane Wright being available in the next draft. Because <laughs> unfortunately, like you guys, I am a Habs fan, and right now the season isn't looking too good. The only thing that's looking up is we might have a chance at this guy. And this guy is a is a generational talent, so taking him would be uh, would be absolutely fantastic in our hometown where the draft is happening in Montreal. Let's go. Is NBC crashing the NHL draft this year? Absolutely. I went. I went the last time I was in. It was in. Yeah. It was fucking sick. I, I, would, I, would, I would love to go. I have never I been. We might I would have, have to make it happen. Yeah. No. I, I. I'm in for that. I remember they drafted Louis LeBlanc and everyone fucking oh, lost their mind because he's a fucking Quebecois. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, what I'm thankful for, putting aside all the, the mushy stuff like my family, my girlfriend, my friends, my health, I'm going to put all that aside. Um, and I'm going to be thankful for Jonathan Taylor. Oh my <laughs> God. Uh, it, it seems like a few weeks ago we were, you know, having the debate of is Jonathan Taylor, you know, number five, number six in the league's top five backs. 
Um, I think he, he's, he's definitely cracked into the top five, at least for me. You guys can, you guys can make the arguments, like, let alone this season. I think, you know, it, he is a top five back in the NFL. I, let, this season outside, that's just my opinion. But, uh, God, am I thankful for Jonathan Taylor. Five touchdowns against the Bills. Um, huge win against the Bills. Huge win. Um, you know, I'm just pumped. So, And I'm also thankful that the Colts are getting hot at the right time. Uh, this was probably the toughest stretch of their schedule back-to-back, playing the Bills and the Bucks. But uh, the boys are they are looking equipped to get it done. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, similar to Dawson here, I'm not going to touch on too much of the mushy stuff. I'm obviously thankful for family and friends. But, again, similar to Dawson, I'm thankful for my team being hot at the right time. They, they, they picked it up at, late, late, later on in the year here. And another thing I'm super thankful for is three football games on Thursday. That's what I was going to say, too. Fuck. That's a game changer. That's a game changer. Excited for that one. You're not thankful for Mac Jones? No. <laughs> you better be. You better be thankful. Offensive rookie of the year. I'm, I'm, gonna, no I'm thankful for Dawson, and I'm thankful for Dawson giving me Jonathan Taylor in fantasy. For, for for what looks okay. like chump change compared to the numbers he's been putting up. And, yeah. and you know, on that note, I'm thankful for a good fantasy team. I haven't had a good fantasy team in how long now? I'm sitting in second place right behind LBS. You're in first. You're in first. I'm in first? Yeah, you yeah. are, actually. So listen, anything happened in the playoffs, I'm not saying I'm going to win, but I am thankful for it. Uh, another thing I am thankful for, obviously, a lot of cool stuff happened in the NFL this year, but the parity we're seeing in college football this year. As it sounds right now, we have no idea who the top four is going to like. I, me and Shane are both had Oregon. I don't know about you guys. We we both had Oregon in our top four last week. They're, they're, they're gone. That's done. So I'm thankful for all the shit we're seeing there. Yeah. Going to be a Oregon nice Oregon got record. smoked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Smoked. That was crazy. Wasn't, uh, wasn't expecting that for sure. No. no. Um. I, I'm not a really mushy person, so you're definitely not getting out of me. So, um, j- just a reminder: we are Canadian. I feel like we should have done this on Canadian Thanksgiving, not we American. What the fuck are we doing it again? Plus, it's American Thanksgiving. We're not American. We have American <laughs> listeners. Anyways, okay, I'm gonna be thankful for all the people that came on this on this show as a guest. You know, like, helped us out, so thank you to you. I just said he's not about the mushy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's really mushy, but you know, the guys like David Sanchez, Milt Stiegel, you know, James Sobolski, guys like that. Carl Elsner came on this podcast, helped us out. So Tanner Marsh, you guys, Tanner Marsh, yeah, everybody, whoever I forgot the name, thank you to you Ashton. guys. Ashton, yeah, but yeah, I don't really like him that much. So that's true. <laughs> All right, well, hey, a lot to be thankful for this year, but that's uh, just one thing from each of us that we're thankful for. Um, with that being said, let's go to our bold prediction of the week. So, as LBS alluded to before, there are three games on Thursday for Thanksgiving. Um, my bold prediction is that it's going to be a Thanksgiving miracle. And all three underdogs are going to win. The Lions against the Bears, the Raiders against the Cowboys, and the Saints against the Bills. I know I just said the Saints are terrible right now, and they are. But, hey, they like to play well against good teams. So, hopefully, they play well against the Bills. But, yeah, it's going to be a Thanksgiving. Probably, like, plus a million, that freaking parlay right now. 
Not for nothing, though. <laughs> Detroit, I'm shocked they're underdogs because they play their best football on Thanksgiving every year. Every year, the Detroit Lions, roster of a fucking peewee football team, they put on a show every Thanksgiving. And I'm thankful for that. Looks like Jared um, Goff is slated to start as well. That's what I Yeah. Guess. So my bold prediction of the week, we're jumping into the future. Um, currently sitting at plus 1,600. Your Indianapolis Colts are not only going to make the playoffs. They're not only going to win their wildcard matchup. They are going to win the AFC. Currently sitting at 1,600. I think that there's some value there. I'm not saying they're going to win the AFC, but at plus 1,600, I definitely think there's some value there, especially with how hot they're becoming. You know, they have the defense to do it. The offense is clicking. There's some value. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sprinkle a little cheddar on there. But uh, plus 1,600, Colts to win the AFC. I love it. And speaking of Thanksgiving magical stuff happening and the Detroit Lions playing well on Thanksgiving, my bold prediction this week is DeAndre Swift will rush for two or more touchdowns against the Bears and propel the Lions to their first win of the season. At plus wow. 750, I don't hate it. And – Hey, we just alluded the Detroit Lions play their best football uh, on Thanksgiving. So hey, yeah, Maybe you know something going on there. <laughs> I, I think we all we all think alike because that was the exact train of thought I had. Um, I'm gonna give the Lions a first dub on Thanksgiving against the Bears, um, but I'm gonna throw in a little sprinkle here. Uh, give me the under 41 and a half. Both teams potentially starting backup quarterbacks. I don't think golf playing makes a difference for the Lions' offense ability to do anything. So. Um, yeah, give me the under, but give me Lions money line as well. Did you guys see the vi- clip of the the uh, the Bulls game yesterday? The entire yeah. crowd is yelling yeah, "Fire yeah. Nagy!" Yeah, killed me. Listen, I'm I'm happy that the Bears keep losing. We got their first round pick, so they could they could lose out for all I care. Um, I was actually gonna do what Matt did and go underdogs, but I have no faith in the Saints beating the Bills, so I'm just gonna go with the rates. Wow, the Lions and the Raiders winning their matchups. I think the Raiders are like minor, uh, plus seven and a half against Dallas. So I think that one, uh, that one's pretty bold. So I'm going to go with just those two teams. Bills should win. All right. That was our bold prediction of the week. And let's head into our week 12 game of the week. So honestly, there are quite a few good games this week. Got like games uh, like the Packers and the Rams. That's a big one. Um, but one massive one. We got the Bucks visiting the Colts. Like Dawson just said, this is probably the Colts' toughest stretch of the year. Um, unfortunately, Dawson, I have the Bucks winning this one, 28 to 21. I do think that the Bucks are a better team than the Colts. Um, not that the Colts aren't playing well, because I think they are. I think that Jonathan Taylor is playing out of his mind. But uh, 28-21 Bucks, and my X factor is going to be Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I think whenever they use him and he gets a minimum, let's say, like five, six catches, it's unstoppable, that def- that offense. So, uh, yeah, if Rob Gronkowski could take over, I don't uh, I don't see a lot of teams stopping the Bucks. So, yeah. Hey. Um, earlier in the year, we had a Colts – I think it was Colts-Rams as our game of the week, and I went up against my boys. Uh, and I got some heat in the comments. Um so just so you guys know, I will not be doing that again. Okay, I think the Colts can make the argument of one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Not the best team in the NFL. I'm not saying that at all. But one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And they showed it against the Bills. Uh, so I think they're going to ride that momentum. I think they're going to, uh, 
you know, hold the fort down at Lucas Oil, and they're going to win 28-24 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My X factor in this game is the Colts pass rush. Um, Quiddy Pay has, you know, was a ghost, you know, the first six, seven weeks of the year. But, you know, the last few weeks he's had like two or three strip sacks, like a, a couple sacks on top of that. You know, partner that with two great defensive tackles in DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart. Um, they have to be in, in Brady's face all day because if they're not, the Colts secondary can't hang with, you know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I think AB is coming back this week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see them being able to hang with that. But, uh, you know, if, if DeForest Buckner and, and Grover Stewart are in his face all day, you know, Darius Leonard back there, Bobby Okariki, Kenny Moore, they're going to hold it down back there. So, um, 28-24 Colts, X-Factor, Colts pass rush. I love it. I, I really like what the Colts are doing right now, but um, I'm going to have to fade them, I think. If there's a defense that can slow down JT right now, I think it's that Bucks uh, run defense. So I'm going to go Bucks 27, Colts 24. I still think it's going to be a close game. Uh, my X factor, though, is, is it's a little cliche. It's a little, you know, whatever, but it's going to be time of possession, similar to what I, what I had mentioned uh, during the Pats and the Browns game. If, you know, if the Colts can keep that Bucks, Bucks offense off the field and put together long drives and score at the end of those drives, I do see an outcome where, you know, the Colts could, could win this game. But, you know, that's, that's easier said than done. And I think that, Col- that, that uh, Bucks D is, is, you know, is legit. And I'd also like to see the Colts, you know, try and air it out on the Bucks. I know their secondary is a little beat up, so we'll see. But uh, I'm going to ride with the, with the Bucks here. He just wants his Michael Pittman fantasy points. That's all he wants. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be yes, we're, we're thinking very similar today. Um, I'm going to go 27-23 Bucks, uh, really close to, to all of the scores, I think, actually. But um, listen, it's going to be a tight game. I think – let me go on record and say – me. I know Shaner said the same thing last week, too. It was a low-scoring game in Kansas City. <clears throat> it was cold. I think playing in a dome favors the Bucks this week um, just a little bit. But my X Factor is going to be JT. He, he's the X Factor of all X Factors. He goes over that combined yardage total that's on all the betting apps right around, you know, it's usually around 100, 105, sometimes 110. He goes over that, then, yeah, the Colts are able to, to bleed the clock a little bit, keep Brady off the field. Um, however, like you said, LBS, the Bucks defense, that front seven is, is going to do all they can, and they've done it all year. You saw what they did to Saquon last night. So we'll see what happens there. I, I do think the Bucks receivers have a legitimate chance to, to – run wild on the on the on the cold secondary so I, I i don't know lines anything over 52 and a half don't like go under but it might not be too high scoring uh i'm going with a very close game as as close as it could get i'm riding the colts though i'm going to colts 24 23 here at home uh my x factor being the bucks run defense you guys kind of t- touched on the bucks run defense last night and how they, they made Saquon look like he wasn't, he wasn't doing well. But on 13 rushes for the whole team, the Giants averaged five yards a carry. JT, this Sunday, averaged almost six. Uh, if they can't stop JT, there's not a chance that they can, you know, have the time. Because what the Colts are going to do is they're going to give the ball to JT. We've all seen it. It's what they've been doing all year. They're going to run that clock down and make sure Brady doesn't have that ball in his hands. So if they can't stop that run – then the time's going to be limited for Brady to have the ball in his hands. It's going to be limited for him to cut, create a comeback. And uh, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe an extra point's the difference in this game. 
one thing before we go here, I do think Frank Reich needs to be be uh, aware of the situation and, and not be too jumpy on fourth downs. And I know he he comes from the the Doug Peterson offense where they use the books, but like they look at the analytics all the time. But he's got to be mindful of of where he is on the field. Take the points when you can. Yeah, Bucks defense is legit. So fun fact though, yesterday or Sunday. Um, it was the first game that, and they highlighted it a bunch that, you know, Marcus Brady and Frank Reich were actually kind of splitting play calling duties. Um, and you saw it in the offense, like they really favored the run, which is something that um, obviously Marcus Brady wanted to do a lot. So, and it, it, you know, it paid off. They put up 40 plus against the Bills defense. So um, hoping that, you know, Marcus Brady can get more involved in the play calling and I- I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful boys. Yeah, they're going to have two uh, two play callers and a heavy run offense, just like the 2021 Bantam Western Patriots. Were. Nah. Big Q did get banged up at the end of uh he He's been season. banged up all year, though. Like, yeah, you should no, see I... his, his ankle. He's basically a robot at this point. Yeah, There's yeah. Some plastic. Say, metal. There's kind of weird, a weird brace there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that was our game of the week for week 12, the Bucks visiting the Colts. And now we're going to go into our next segment, a segment we have not done in quite a while a segment we like to call Crazy Rates. So for those who don't know what Crazy Rates is, basically what it is is we pick something that we think is either overrated or underrated. And uh, pretty much just explain why. So I'm not doing any food or anything. I'm doing a sports one today, okay? We're going to hockey, and we're going to my start-of-season Vesna Trophy pick. Can't believe I'm defending a Toronto Maple Leaf, but Jack Campbell is incredibly underrated. It's ridiculous what he's doing right now. Just to put things in perspective, he's seventh. Yeah, Jesus. He's seventh in shots against, okay? Seventh in the league, shots against, with 444 shots against. Among starting goalies, he's first in goals against average, first in save percentage, second in total wins with 10, only behind Frederick Anderson, who plays for the best team in hockey right now. And he's second in shutouts with three. So to me right now, it's a three headed race for the Vesna between Frederick Anderson, Mark uh, Markstrom and Jack Campbell. And right now, if, if the season ended today, my pick would be Jack Campbell. All right. So incredibly underrated of elite goaltender right now. And he, he pretty much has been since he started playing for, for the Leafs. He hasn't really looked that bad. He's looked yeah. fantastic. So he's underrated, and I think people are going to start to see. He's going to become a serious Vesna Trophy candidate. I'm going to go with, uh, with an overrated here. And I'm not saying this because the Colts played them last week. I've been thinking this all year just because of their strength of schedule and the offensive they've played. But uh, overrated, the Bills' defense. I think, I think they're posers. I think, you know, like I said, their strength of schedule, the offenses they faced in the first, you know, five or six or seven weeks of the season really inflated their – you know, their defensive statistics, they were one of, they were a horrible defense last year. They were not a good defense last year. If they had a good defense last year, they would have been Super Bowl champions. I'm convinced the way Josh Allen was playing. And they like, yes, they made improvements, but not much really changed there. Um, obviously, you know, second year players, like the, the young guys like Tremaine Edmonds and all that, you know, improvement obviously factors into that, but the defense didn't change enough for them to suddenly be you know, the top five of top five defense in the NFL. I, I didn't buy it from the beginning of the year. I don't, I especially don't buy it now um, at the end, after seeing what they did against the Colts, they did not look good whatsoever. In the first half, the Colts scored on every single possession. Um, 
so yeah, overrated for me that Bills defense. Boys, boys, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this one back uh, to the last couple uh, of weeks and stir up a little controversy here. Um, I'm going with the grossly overrated item, and that is candy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man! You know, <laughs> I think they all taste the same, relatively the same. Uh, they're all unhealthy, and I've just never actually had a never actually had a real craving for, you know, whatever fucking candies you you guys, <laughs> you know. And I, I'm leaving chocolate out of this one because it's far better than all the candy that was ever fucking mentioned uh, on the pod. So. I feel that. There, there's some jars of candy where it's like a thousand different types of candy. You have like worms and fucking get gummy salamanders and fucking shit like that. And they all taste the exact fucking same. Yeah. They taste good, but like they all taste the exact same. They just taste like there's, sugar. There's no, I don't know. I just, it's, it's grossly overrated. That's all it is. <laughs> I don't know, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to say pause before I say what I'm about to say, but like, I find with like candy and gummies, it's like a lot of mouthfeel. Like I like, I like the chewiness of it. Like the flavors are right, but it's got some good mouthfeel. Pause. Mouthfeel. (laughs) Couldn't have used any better word for that. (laughs) I think the chewiness of candy actually kind of goes into why I think it's overrated. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) All right. I also have a small food item that I need to mention. A uh, friend of the show, Ethan Dao, um, for those of you that know him, great guy. Also a great cook, it turns out. But one night when we were here, he was... overrated. No, no, no. <laughs> he was chefing it up, and, and he pulls out of his bag something I never thought I would see after dinner. And this was a can of hot chocolate powder. And I, and I haven't had hot chocolate in I don't know how long, but we, we all made a, a little, little cup of it, and so underrated hot chocolate i never think to have some when i'm cold but it is so good i oh, just feel yeah. like people, i just Absolutely. feel like people don't talk about it enough i have a hot chocolate and then i have coffee and i'm like this is fucking disgusting who the fuck drinks coffee why am i willingly drinking coffee I, hot <laughs> you know, I almost said coffee was underrated today coffee i know like a lot of a little bit of like hot chocolate i mean hot chocolate has like a bit of caffeine sometimes but um like imagine if it was like highly caffeinated like where we could drink it every morning and wake us up. Anyways, the the real underrated I have here this week is uh, college football rivalry week. We're in it now. It's not talked about enough. So many good games, like every single year. Uh, we have the Egg Bowl on Thursday. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, sick game. Um, we have Bama, Auburn, usually pretty good. Sometimes not so good, but usually pretty good. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Bedlam, that's a good game. With Florida and Florida State this year, Battling for a bowl, bowl game. Winner goes. To, winner gets bowl eligible. Losers not eligible. So, um, yeah, just a bunch of good games this week. No one talks about this. No one talks about this week every year. So, I like it. Did you even talk about Michigan and Ohio State? Yeah, there's that one too. There's there's a bunch we could go, but I love Michigan Ohio State games. Yeah. Me too. Um, I'm I'm gonna stick with college football here. Uh, for my under and overrated. I'm going to go with an underrated player, a guy who gets overlooked by this year's draft class at the quarterback position. Uh, guys like Matt Corral, uh, Malik Willis, Carson Strong, guy, guys like this get mentioned ahead of him. Kenny Pickett right now in, in Pitt is balling out. It's ridiculous that I didn't even know these stats until I kind of looked them up. Right now he's fifth in the country in passing yards. He's tied for fourth with C.J. Stroud. Uh, in, in touchdowns, and his QBR is actually eighth. 
in the nation. A uh, guy that no one's really talking about. Uh, and I'm going to go on record here, kind of, I guess you can add it to a bold prediction, kind of. Kenny Pickett's going to be the first quarterback taken in this year's draft. Interesting. The only reason I would disagree with that is because of the athleticism that some of the other guys have. That being said, though, Carson Strong has the athletic ability of of my late grandmother, but <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> Listen, it's just the way that he's he's playing, we've kind of seen over the years that a guy who kind of flies under the radar gets drafted high because the scouts have been watching him. Guys like, you know, uh, Trey Lance in a small school, uh, same thing with Carson Wentz. No one really heard about him until kind of draft time. Uh, Daniel Jones, too, went, went early. No one was really talking about him. So I think he's kind of going to be uh, subject to that. And he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that flies under the radar until, until all those mock, mock drafts start uh, flying around. And he's going to be the first quarterback taken. You think I can't wait to do our NBC mock draft again. Oh, man. I cannot wait. It's going to be dope. Yeah. All right. Well, that was crazy rates. Um, let's go into one of everyone's favorite segments. Think fast. All right. So last time we did think fast host edition. And uh, I'm here to say, I think that was fun. So I think we're going to do a couple more of these. All oh, right. Oh my goodness. So if you want to roast someone, now's the time. Uh, basically how it's going to work is I'm going to ask a question. These four gentlemen are going to have, Less than 10 seconds to decide what host they think best situa- uh, best is involved in that situation, I guess. Um, and you can't pick yourself. All right? So first one, you're the owner of a team, of a sports franchise. Yep. <clears throat> what NBC host would you choose to be your general manager? Oh, this one's lock, 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 lock. <laughs> He's laughing because he knows it's him. Oh, that's sweet. You should put yourself, though. I'm not allowed. <laughs> All right, so we got everyone saying Shaner, but Cam, but Shaner couldn't say himself, so he said, so he said Cam. Uh, Shaner, myself and Shaner have a, have a, a big-time commitment to NHL, and we have this team called the Saskatoon Sniper Room, and we've gone probably over 70 to 80 seasons with, <laughs> with that team. Uh, and I, I could just tell you that there's no one better at improving a roster when you're in the dumps financially than Shane or O'Donnell. So, Not for nothing, though. I've been rocking some Madden franchises. My team's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. I'm, I'm putting aside Shaner's sports knowledge, and Shaner's just for the people, you know? So I think you'd be a GM that the <laughs> fans would absolutely love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no there's, there's nothing else to say here. Shane is the guy for this. Absolutely dedicated, nonstop. No shit, more shit about all of us in any sport. Yeah, that's my guy for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, if, if we're talking hockey here, Shane would be like, oh, by the way, there's this kid in Finland. He's seven, but we're going to draft him. <laughs> yeah, 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 literally. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I couldn't say myself, but I, I went with Cam. Based on the conversations that we've had, a lot of the time, just like based on like the football knowledge. Obviously, I know we all have high football knowledge, but Cam's the kind of the guy I've had the most in-depth conversations with. So yeah, well, that's that's why I chose him. All right, well, I'm taking Kenny Pickett first. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, listen, um, same question, but now that you've picked the general manager, who's going to be your head coach? 
So wait, it can't be Shane then, right? I guess not. He's my GM. I mean, I could do both. I mean, yeah, if you want. <laughs> hey, I'll, thanks, uh, Bill Belichick. You know what? This is no slight to, to Dawson because he did a great job this year. All right. So I have Dawson. So does Cam, Cam and Shaner. Uh, Dawson has Cam and LBS had Matt. Uh, the reason I picked Dawson is because he has already been an interim head coach and I believe he's actually 2-0. 2-1-0? 3-0? I'm, I'm, I'm like three, I'm three and oh with two forfeits and, and one actual win. A win's a win. A win okay. is a win. A win's a win, but you did put up like 40, 45 points in that game, didn't you? 48. We put up 48. 48 points in that game, man. Yeah. And, uh, or was listen, it 38? I think, uh, I think Dawson, not, not, this is not even a slight to everyone else, but I think Dawson would be the most willing to like listen to his assistant coaches and stuff, you know? I mean, I already kind of, like, whenever I want to, like, put an idea – I mean, I'm the special teams coordinator for our team, but I'm also the receivers coach. So, I kind of have a say a little bit in the offense. So, whenever, like, Cam and Dawson might be stuck or something or if I just have an idea, they always fucking let it happen. So, hey, another thing I'm thankful for, great offensive coordinators. Hey. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I mean, I wrote Cam. Uh, I, I work with Cam on the offense all the time. He knows, you know, his football knowledge is off the charts. Shane's my GM, so he can't be my head coach. And, uh, you know, he's good with kids. I mean, I don't know. This is owning a franchise, but he's good with people. And uh, not that we're not all good with people, but I just wrote Cam's name down. Yeah, I didn't really go into that much depth uh, when it came to thinking about this one. But if I want a head coach, if I'm picking my head coach, I need a motivator. I need one that's going to fire my guys up. You know? Let's go. I think Matty Ice is the, guy that, is the guy for that job. Fuck yeah, respect. Yeah, that's where I was torn here because <laughs> Matt is definitely the ultimate hype guy and no one gets through to the team like Matt. But we've seen, like, we've both been a part of very extremely tense situations and the most calm person always seems to be Dawson. So for that reason, and, and you know, you have been an interim HC. We had fun together that day. Yep. Um, yeah, your ability to, to deliberate. I am calm under pressure, but also in the championship game, I think I went to Cam and Liam like five times and like, I'm going to throw up. I'm yeah. going to throw up. <laughs> but That's I was, another I was sitting with Dawson, down. Though. I feel like if the ref made a bad call, like the four of us that aren't Dawson would fucking lose our minds. Yeah. Dawson would just be like, are you kidding me? Like, like, like you know, like, you wouldn't even be upset. Like, you'd just uh, be like, let's move on. You yeah. know what Dawson loves to do, though, as that guy? Like, give, give little like chippy answers late. Yeah. Like, when everyone's done <laughs> yeah. talking, Dawson's like, that's horseshit. And, uh, <laughs> bro, like, the, it all happened 10 minutes ago. Like, get over it, bro. <laughs> all right. Well, let's I kinda, move on. I, okay. What's up? Oh, you didn't go? No. All right, go. All right. I kind of uh, tied this one into last, uh, my, the last question. And having Cam as my GM, I've seen Cam and Dawson work a lot together over the past <laughs> uh, five years. So uh, they're, they're comfortable with each other. They're comfortable working with each other. And sure. – uh, Dawson's, Dawson's the guy that's kind of played at the highest uh, level over all of us for the longest. So he's been in the trenches with the boys, so he knows, uh, he knows how to get across to them. So I'm going with the lethal duo of Dawson and Cam to lead my team. Interesting. Okay, so listen. So you're the president. I didn't really mention this, but let's say you're the president of an ex expansion team, right? Mm -hmm. Throw away whoever you picked as GM or head coach. That doesn't matter anymore. Which NBC host would you want designing your uniforms? Oh. 
you know, Matt, it would be you, except the amount of times we made uniforms as kids on NHL. <laughs> and uh, they were fucking neon green and pink. Oh, and yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, wait, everyone keep them up. Myself and Liam have Cam. Uh, Cam and Dawson have LBS and Shaner has me. So the reason I picked Cam is I kind of went back and I looked like this is like a couple days ago. I looked back at like when we like did like favorite uniforms and stuff. And like I think I just like Cam's list the best. I think Dawson's was pretty damn good too. But uh, yeah, Cream I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm a big uh, I'm a big like like white uniforms for me have to be just clean. And every team has like nice white uniforms. Like every team has white uniforms. I just feel like Cam would like go like freaking icy white beauty freaking uniforms, and that's what I want in mine. I mean, just referring back to in real life, I think. You know, Liam, Liam could put an outfit together. Liam, you know, <laughs> can definitely put an outfit together. And like Cam said, it's exactly what crossed through my mind. Like, I've made, like, Madden jerseys with Matt and stuff. Mind you, he was a kid. Yeah, Matt no, was a course. big fucking lime with green. It. Matt was a fucking big lime green, big neon pink kind of guy. So, um, couldn't have that for my jerseys. Obviously, his taste now is better, but I just went with Liam. Yeah. But I'm glad I'm glad you got two of you went with me because I feel like I know I would have picked myself if I could have. I think I, I would design some fire jerseys, some clean jerseys, some jerseys everyone would love. But you know, Cam, I just feel like he could make another clean jersey too, you know? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Fair enough. Yeah, I, there's no secret here. LBS has a flair for fashion. Uh, you know, I th- I feel like adding a little sprinkle of fashion into into some sports uniforms would go a long way. So like, I feel like LBS would not only be in charge of the uniforms, but like, who could wear what underneath and what kind of drip they could have. So yeah. we'd have a good-looking team if LBS was at the, at the reins. Everyone has to crop top their jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> I, went to, I went with Matt. Matt is my uh, Saskatoon sniper rune designer. Uh, he's the guy I trust for the job. Uh, when my team's lifting the Stanley Cup five years in a row, that's, that's the guy who designed the jerseys, and that's what looks best. So that's, that's why I went with him. I appreciate it. All right. Which host do you think can drink the most? I could out drink you. Oh, this is like if anyone has Dawson, I'll be pretty disappointed. If anyone has me, I'd be shocked. Three, two, one. I have Shaner. So does uh LBS and Dawson, Cam and Shaner have myself. So listen, not, it's not even like a, it's not even a disc because I think all of us can actually decently handle our alcohol. I know Cam said like Dawson can't. Dawson can handle. Dawson is the funniest drunk person in this. Oh, world. he's the best. But I'm just saying in terms of like volume, there's not, you know, it doesn't take you as much. No, that's right. That's fair enough. But like, yeah, the question was who can out drink you, and I think. Uh, I think the only person who's definitely got a shot at out drinking me is Shaner. I think we're about on the same level. He might be a little bit more. But, uh, but yeah, I feel like LBS is one of the biggest lightweight big guys I've ever seen in my life. I feel like LBS can have five LBS beers. LBS gets drunk fast, but then yeah. he could coast. Yeah, like then he coasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have Shaner. I mean, it would have been Matt had, you know, the last two times Matt I drank with Matt had to – well, not the last time, but time before that. <laughs> That's true. Matt, Matt had to make a very early exit. I think Shane is just a lot more of a trooper. Um, you know, he'll fucking puke and rally. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and that's why I had to go Shaner. Yeah, yeah when that, I puke, my night's over. It's yeah. done. 
that, that, rally, baby. That's why I went with Shaner because yeah. I've I've seen Matt get pretty fucked up a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to sorry to put it that way. Fine. And, uh, you know, leave early and you know whatever. But Shaner, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen him get like like sloppy or or ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I've seen him. You know, get pretty drunk. <laughs> I've never seen him. Like, not that I can remember, anyways. Get too. Uh... <laughs> You're probably fucked up too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll take it. I guess I'll take yeah. it. Listen. If nobody I... knows. Did it really happen? No. Sure. Facts. I I actually went with Matt here. Uh, just you know, I, first of all, I haven't seen you boys go head to head in a minute. It's been a while since you boys have gone head to head. But um, I'm gonna go with Matt here just because the most recent drinking experience we had. Matt was the last man standing out of all of us. And when I left, which was pretty late, Matt still had a drink in his hand. So you're the guy here. You're the guy. Used to be a big last man standing guy. Now I am not. Now I'm like, you know what? If my night's over, um, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Yeah. But uh, I, I can awesome definitely too. still do it. I can do it. I just don't feel oh, like that, that was that was me this last time. I was fucking, I, I had a ride home. I was fucking taking it. Uh. I don't like. I can't really put myself. Obviously, I think I could beat Matt, uh, but not by much. So that's why that's why I went with Matt. I think it'd probably be like one or two beers or something. Uh, hard alcohol. I think Matt might be able to beat me though. To be honest, I'm not a big hard alcohol guy. Uh, that shit's like, I can't. I don't. I don't have like a hard alcohol drink that's just not sweet, and I don't like sweet drinks. So that's why if it was hard alcohol i think matt would win beer i i th- i'd say i'd i'd win yeah i think that's, that's a good way of describing Fair points all around yep all right two more of these okay first one which host would you be least surprised if they were ten thousand dollars in the dumps from betting right now and you just didn't know it oh i didn't know it i feel like i would know it but fuck the rule so all of us have lbs except for shane who put himself even though that's against the rules but lbs also put himself true yeah it's true actually lbs put himself um i've never seen (laughs) someone say i'm done with betting and then re-download their app like the next day as many times as i've seen liam like like not even 24 hours he goes like a good 10 12 hours He's downloading it. All, all I need, all I need, is a good night rest, and I'm ready to bet again. Like I'm gonna be honest, if <laughs> like I don't think, I don't think any of us would be ten thousand dollars in the dumps. Cause that's kind of a lot. But I wouldn't be surprised if Liam right now was quite a few days down. Bro, we've had nights dumps to be honest. We've had nights where we've lost like five parlays. LBS deletes the app. And then five minutes later, me and Dawson are like, all right, we're riding again. And then LBS re-downloads the app and hops in with us. <laughs> yeah, I have Liam because I think he's like the sneakiest better of us all. Like whenever I bet, I let you guys know. Like I'm like, okay, I'm riding this, whatever. But like Liam, he'll be like, oh, yeah, I sprinkled 100 on that. I sprinkled a 50 on that. Like without even telling us. Like, And uh, so that's why I have him. He's just a sneaky guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, pretty much the same thing. You know, I do that too. And this is just like a PSA for everyone. I will not hop on a bet with anyone anymore. Just doesn't work for me. Unless we have the absolute lock of the century. Parlays never seem to work with anyone. But yeah, LBS has a healthy, maybe not healthy, but 
will put a stable relationship with betting. Well, in that case, I just want to let you guys know it's been actually it's been a while since I placed a bet. I can't lie. I haven't placed a bet in a few weeks. Yeah, same. I, I lost a brutal same game parlay last night. Showed LBS. It wasn't a big wager, but I was a Leonard Fournette touchdown away from from hitting. Damn. I'm literally placing a bet right now for being. <laughs> <laughs> what are we riding? Uh, I haven't decided yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> trying to figure it out. But, All right, uh, so yeah. last one here. Um, let's say uh, <laughs> Shane off again. You just said I'm placing a bet here. I'm done. Okay, go. No, I didn't. No, no, it's fine. It's the, the what, what did you have to say? What did you have to say? Boy! The moment's passed. The moment's passed. Okay. Uh, R.I.P. Headphone users. Um, <laughs> this is the last one here. Which host would you prefer to fight in the UFC? If you're in like a MMA fight, who would you want to fight? Oh, who would I want to fight? Yeah. Oh. Not, okay, like, take it as you want. Like, I'm saying, like, who do I think would I, I beat in a fight, you know? Like, I'm going to go with who I think would have the best chance in a ring, not with myself, because I don't think I could take any of you guys, to be honest. Yeah, I'd beat the shit out of him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's one guy I could beat the shit out of, but I was trying to I spare you. But... I feel okay. like we had one similar to this last time, no? Oh, respect, Cam. Sorry, buddy. All right, so I have Cam... So does Shaner. Uh, Cam and Dawson have Shaner, and LBS has all of us. Um, personally, I think it's just the, the weight discrepancy. I think our weight classes are quite different, Cam. So I'm sneaky, bro. I'm like Floyd. I'm sneaky, bro, but I feel like as a heavyweight, I could, uh, I, could, I could connect with one, and just the sheer scientific force will drop you, you know? Like, Fair not, enough. If I could, if I could get, get, like, land a nice one, I think I could drop you. The same thing applies as the question from last week or two weeks ago about the one-on-one. Who could I cross up? I have Shane because I'm just targeting injuries. I know he has a fucking bad hip. I'm fucking targeting that hip all day. Fucking kicks to the hip. You know, a little takedowns. I'm targeting his hip. That, that was the question from two weeks ago, and that's, that's why I put the same answer again. I said I could cross all of you up. I could fight all of you. Fuck it. I feel like LBS is Loki a psychopath. <laughs> Yo, that's he scares me. He'd be my last pick. <laughs> I don't think I could fight any of you, so I'll say it's like my tag team partner or like who who I think has the best chance. Shane Shane is definitely the partner, bro. Whenever whenever we get a little too uh too licked up, uh Shane, Shane's always ready to go with me. No one else is usually ready to go. <laughs> Shane's looking sideways at people for no reason, just the same thing I do. Don't know what it is. You know, some people actually just make unnecessary comments and, and tease you up a bit, but man. No, no. Cam, you make the unnecessary comments nah, to nah, other nah, people nah. that tease them up. No way. Bro, no you way. killed me outside of Pines. Like, what was it? Last week or two weeks ago when that guy and his girlfriend just broke up or some shit and you were chirping the shit out of him, bro. Listen, I don't sound for... That was just being disrespectful. Fucking killed me. She was crying, and he's just, like, looking away, smoking his rig, like, God. Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a weird situation. Um, I chose... Can, can I talk, or do you want to move on to the next segment? <laughs> um, I chose Cam here because the, the weight class. I'm definitely a lot bigger than Cam, so that's literally the only reason. Sorry, buddy. Don't, I would don't think to about see a boxing match. fights. Don't think about those pool fights from last summer. I'm pretty sure I'm three and zero against you. True. Oh no, no, no! I won one. Uh, I'd, I'd pay yeah. to see a boxing match between Cam and and Shaner. Let's go Christmas date. All right. 
Yeah. Jake Paul tired himself out with a week before. That would be the sickest video ever. We all fucking (laughs) box each other. Oh, man. That would be ugly. Oh, yeah. The only thing about me is I bleed easily. So I would cut super quick, and then I probably wouldn't be able to see anything. Oh, I don't bleed at all. You know, I've never had a nosebleed in my life. That's crazy. Yep. I fucking hate you. Not once in my life. That's crazy. All right. Well, that was Think Fast. So now we're going to head into everyone's favorite segment. And it's going to be a freaking doozy. That's top five. This week. Okay. So in previous weeks, we've done best logos in respective like leagues. We're doing best logos of all time in all sports. Okay. So maybe I didn't do exactly best. I did like my favorite, you know? So at number five, I have the Philadelphia Flyers. Don't know why I said in the NHL logos, fantastic logo. Number four, funny enough, I'm wearing the hat right now, but I think the Philadelphia Eagles logo is absolutely fantastic. Very nice. Number three, Montreal Canadiens. Most classic logo in NHL history. Probably the second most classic logo in sports history, if you ask me. Number two, the most classic sports logo in, in history, which would be the New York Yankees. Um, fantastic. It's stylish. Everyone wears New York hats. And number one, my favorite logo of all time, weirdly enough, is the old Florida Panthers logo. Are the Panthers like this? Yeah. <laughs> Love that logo. It's freaking fire. And the, the reverse retros that they have are absolutely fire. Maybe the best uniform in the NHL right now, in my opinion. All right. At five. I have some vintage ones in here. But uh, at five, I have the – I called it the old slash new Coyotes logo, Arizona Coyotes. Oh, that's um, good. Really? What? Yeah. Kachina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, at four, Liam's wearing the hat right now, but I love the Yukon Huskies logo. Yeah, it's cool. Um, like the actual Husky itself, not the text one, obviously. But uh, at three, same as Matt, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the sexiest logo in the NFL. I love it. Uh, at two, not the current one, but the generation before this, Montreal Alouettes logo. Absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Being from Montreal, absolutely love it. And then uh, at number one, the uh, vintage Mighty Ducks. Ooh, love that one. Good one. Wow. Love that one. I like that. Well, for me, number five, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. I think they've had, since, since they've come into fruition, into existence, they've had fire logos, except for, I'd say, the, you know, the early 2000s when it just said Jays or whatever. Number four, kind of a random one, but I, I just always like this one. The St. Louis Cardinals. I love the Cardinal like st- on the bat and then cursive writing, just fire. Number three, a nice vintage Memphis Grizzlies logo. Ooh. Fire. Number two, I have another vintage logo here. The Toronto Raptors, when they first came to life, logo was tough. And number one, the classic Montreal Canadiens. I think it's one of the, you know, the most well-recognized logos in the world and, you know, put next to some soccer teams and the Yankees or whatever. So got to go with the Habs. 
All right. Okay. <laughs> At five, I also have uh, the Arizona Kachina logo. Love that one. Yeah. Uh, I really like what they're doing now with the New Jerseys, too. Um, at four, I have UNC. It's, really? it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple, but I really like the light blue. And and also, like, not not necessarily just the NC, but, like, with the RAM, too. Like, uh, it's more of a vintage logo, but I like the way they do it. Uh, at three, the Dolphins vintage logo. The, like, cartoon-looking dolphin with the... Fire. Fire. I like that one. I like that one. Um, at two, really vintage team that doesn't even exist anymore. Kind of on, on the same lines as LBS, but the Vancouver Grizzlies, uh, old logo. Love the color scheme with the green and red or turquoise and red, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, bro. That's what I meant to say. I said Memphis. My bad. I was talking about Vancouver. Um, and then at number one, definitely biased. Not ashamed about it. But the, the Eagles logo, absolutely love it. Um, just I find comfort in that logo. So, yeah, it's my number one. I'm going to give an honorable mention after Shane goes. Me too, me too. Yeah, no. No, because I think it might be on your list. Oh, mine's not. The NBC logo. Fire. <laughs> uh, how do you know that wasn't my number one? I was going to say. <laughs> uh, all of mine are actually uh, throwback logos, except for uh, one of them for sure, too. I guess you could say it's not a throwback. But number five, the old Toronto Blue Jays. In 2003, this one. Yes. Yeah. That's I like this sick. one. I think, I think they should bring it back. That one's fire. Uh, number four, I don't know why I hate this team. So, well, I know I hate this team. But I don't know why it's on my list. But the logo's really fire, to be honest. The old Patriots logo where it's like the guy snapping the ball. Yeah. Uh, always liked that one ever since I was a kid. Um, I'm expecting a big text there from uh, Craig Campbell after that one. <laughs> um, number three, I have the Florida Gators logo. Well, I've always liked it since That's, I was, that was my honorable mention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, honestly, one of the reasons that I that I like the the Gators. Uh, number two, the original Raptors one. It's got to be the purple one. The purple one was sick. They kind of changed it after to like the red one, but the purple one was better for me. Number one, the Kachina jerseys. So I guess you could call those throwback. You can also call them now, but the Kachina is is number one for me. Also, I don't know if I'm just a fan of birds, but uh, or cardinals to be specific. But both Louisville and Arizona, the car their cardinal logos are dope. I like those two. Like you just can't go wrong with like a bird logo. It's like I find like a lot of them are really good. Yeah, I like the Seahawks too. The Seahawks is nice. I almost Fine. snuck in the Orioles. I love that little like cartoon yeah. bird. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to give actually an honorable mention in the NFL. I really like the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, logo as well. I don't know, maybe I'm just a Panther guy, but yeah. I think um, I think oh, the yeah. Kraken had the chance to make the greatest like logo in sports right now and dropped the ball. Fumbled the bag. Yeah, I, I kind of like it. No, but I think they could have had the best logo in sports if they used like an octopus or something. Put it in fire. I agree. Or like a Kraken. Um, yeah, so we're going to go into our lock of the week in terms of betting. All right, this is our last segment, our lock of the week in terms of betting. This week, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm picking a team I don't like. But the Falcons are one-point favorites against the Jags. I think, uh, I think that's a little low. So I'm going to take Falcons minus one as my lock of the week. I think I could see them winning by seven plus. 
Okay. I'm going to say three things because, uh, first of all, I want to give another honorable mention in the top five. Kansas Jayhawks, fire, fire logo. Uh, second thing I want to say is a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to fucking Canadian Christian Veyu out of Penn State. Absolutely balled out in his, you know, I'm just not going to be first career start because he didn't start the game, but absolutely balled out. Threw a touchdown to another Canadian, Malik Mega. Fucking shout out to you. He's going to be freaking good, man. Uh, and then my lock of the week, it's uh, about as much of a gimme as it gets. I'm going to ride it till I die. Jonathan Taylor, anytime touchdown score. You could probably lock that in at fucking minus 10,000. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, anytime touchdown score. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to roll with the New England Patriots again this week. I think they're going to cover the six and a half point spread against Tennessee. The Titans have looked uh, pretty well or looked god awful last week, I think. And the Pats have been on a they're six and a half. Yeah. Uh, I also, you know, this game does have some playoff impl- implications leading like probably further down the road. So with that being said, I like the Pats to cover the, the six and a half points. Spread. I've also I've never cheered for the Patriots more in my life than this week. Oh. Hit a big Pats dub against the Titans. Need it. I've never. What was it gonna? I'm surprised we haven't mentioned this yet today, but the CFL playoffs are finally upon us. Dallas. No, no words. Dis, no words properly describe their performance against Ottawa last week. However, they're going to Hamilton this week. Pat levels yesterday all but guaranteed us a win. Couldn't find any any betting information on this game yet. I'm sure it'll come out in the next couple of days, but. Uh, Sunday, the Owls are going to travel to Hamilton. They're going to get the dub, lock it up. Alouette's money line. We'll see Let's you. Let's go. We'll Let's see go. you in Toronto. We'll see you in Toronto. We can beat Toronto too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. The CFL, could anyone could beat play. anyone. Owls are up, could absolutely be playing in, in the Grey Cup in, in three weeks. Fucking yeah. roadie boys. That's a road trip. Where's the Grey Cup this year? Hamilton. Hamilton. Ooh. Yeah. It's drivable. Yeah. All it's right. Us. Talking about Penn State, somehow they are favored over Michigan State this week. Yeah. But I don't know how. There's only one point. It is Michigan State plus one. Uh, to me, that's, that's just a pick em. So I'm going to go Michigan State money line as my lock of the week. You get some value there. Not really. It's like plus 100 or something. That's value. I'm, yeah, it's not great. But, I mean, yeah, I'll take it. It's a win. It. A win's a win. In this day and age, in the shape we're all in, yeah. Even money, you take it. Absolutely. Well, hey, listen, that hey. does it for episode 48 of the Nothing hey. But Controversy podcast. We're four episodes away from one year, which is kind of Also crazy. two away from 50. Yep, that is true. What the fuck is going on there? What are we yeah. doing for that? I don't know. We're going to have to do something crazy. We're going to have to brainstorm. Yeah. Something, something crazy has got to be going on then. Maybe I make the trip down and we do a live episode. I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh don't, my even, God. don't even tempt me with that. Don't even tempt the viewers with that. Okay? Hey, listen. If you want a live freaking show, we can, we can do that. But what you got to do is you got to like this video. You got to subscribe and collect your kiss from Shaner. Hey, Shaner. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Have a great trip. Be safe. Absolutely. Everyone wish Shaner a good trip to Vegas. Thank Good you. trip to Vegas, Shaner. <laughs>